Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, June 25th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The uptick in new coronavirus cases has investors worried, and it's unclear whether anything short of a vaccine will get the public health crisis under control. Plus, U.S. airlines look to raise nearly $10 billion this week as the industry continues to deal with the fallout from the pandemic. And Bayer settles a wave of lawsuits over its herbicide, Roundup. Plus, the FT's Eva Soleil explains why analysts say, these days, the British pound is better matched with the Mexican peso than it is the U.S. dollar. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. On Wednesday, global stocks fell sharply following news that new coronavirus cases are on the rise. New Delhi, Brazil, and the United States each had thousands of new cases. It caused the S&P 500, the FTSE, and the Euro stocks 50 to all finish lower. The FT's coronavirus correspondent, David Crow, breaks down what's happening in the U.S., which recorded its biggest increase in cases since the outbreak began. Well, there's been a pretty dramatic rise in cases and in some cases, uh, hospitalizations in in several states in in the South and the West, Arizona, Texas and Florida, uh, all very populous states that are experiencing uh, a rise in case counts. In Texas in particular, there's a sign of strain on the hospital system and that tends to act as a precursor or serves as a precursor to higher mortality rates. And the big fear among investors is that this will um, affect the um, sort of uh, scale of any economic rebound. And David, why are we seeing this uptick? Well, it's difficult to say, but some of these states reopened their economies very quickly. They didn't have particularly dramatic first waves, if you like. And perhaps because of that, behavior in those states among the population is probably less cautious. Because in in New York, which had a very bad first wave, the numbers still look incredibly good. You know, hospitalizations, deaths and case counts all falling precipitously, really. And one of the things people often ask me is, do you think the protests played a role? But we had New York, we had in New York City, some very large protests were about two weeks out from those now. And we're not seeing an uptick in the numbers. So David, U.S. officials have made it clear that they don't want businesses to go back into lockdowns. Now, if that's not an option that leaders want to consider, how do they handle these new cases? Well, one of the things we're seeing perhaps belatedly now is uh, governors in these states who were pretty laissez-faire about mask wearing coming out and saying, please wear your masks. The other thing is that even though there's probably not going to be another nationwide lockdown, there doesn't have to be. Businesses and states, cities and so on can take decisions unilaterally. We've seen Apple have closed a number of their stores in in these hard hit states. And in a way, it's a bit like Groundhog Day because we're sort of back where we were right at the beginning of this, where really our ability to return to normal is dependent on finding a vaccine or a drug, uh, a vaccine that can prevent people from getting the illness in the first place or a drug that can effectively treat it. Now, Dr. Anthony Fauci, he he sounds pretty positive that, that we could get a vaccine by the end of the year. 
but you speak to lots of other people and they will tell you that it's uh, a long shot. Um, you know, never before have we managed to uh, create a vaccine that quickly. Some hope there, but tempered with the kind of the fact that this would be uh, a first of some magnitude. And now turning to U.S. airlines, one of the industries hardest hit by the crisis. Travel has largely been down since the beginning of the pandemic, and airlines have been watching daily cash outflows that are in the tens of millions of dollars. To try and plug the cash gap, carriers have turned to the debt and equity markets to raise money. And this week, they increased the size of these fundraisings to nearly $10 billion. This after a warm reception from investors. Moves by the Federal Reserve have supported capital markets and boosted investor confidence. And it's opened up the floodgates for companies that are looking to raise cash. It's meant to help them get through the pandemic. An analyst at Cohen calculated that U.S. airlines have raised $46.5 billion this year. And that's not even counting the $50 billion government aid package Congress approved in March. And Bayer will pay up to $11 billion in settlements for a series of lawsuits against its herbicide Roundup. The suits claim that the glyphosate-based product has potentially carcinogenic effects. Two years ago, Bayer took over its agrochemical rival Monsanto, which was the original maker of the product. Since then, the German company has been hit with about 125,000 claims over Roundup. Early cases in California turned out in favor of the plaintiffs. Bayer will pay up to $9.6 billion to resolve outstanding claims. It'll also set aside a little over a billion to deal with any future fallout. These will be financed from the company's existing free cash flow and the proceeds of the sale of its animal health business. Bayer said that three cases that have already gone to trial will not be covered by the settlement. And an agreement hasn't been reached for about a quarter of the outstanding claims. Bayer Chief Executive Werner Baumann told the FT the deal would bring a long period of uncertainty to an end. It's been just over four years since the UK voted to leave the EU, and sterling has had a rough ride on the currency markets ever since. It's led some analysts to suggest that the currency is now a better match with the Mexican peso than the US dollar. Eva Sali, our currency correspondent, has more. Analysts were saying that the pound is becoming impossible to trade as early as December 2018, because since uh, the Brexit referendum, the pound has been trading extremely erratically. Just after the referendum, it's lost about a fifth of its value that it's never recovered since then. And it's become really driven by headlines and developments around Brexit, which are really unpredictable. And that makes it really difficult for traders to take a view on the currency. So since the referendum, some traders have started jokingly calling the pound, the great British peso. The pound is more similar to emerging markets currencies, to be fair, the largest emerging markets currencies, because of its high volatility. So it's unpredictable price moves. And because it moves to such a large, large extent when there is uh, some kind of Brexit-related news. Now, now, Eva, there are probably some analysts out there who disagree with the Bank of America view. What is the counter-argument in favor of sterling remaining part of the so-called G5 group of safer currencies? 
Well, sterling is still an exceptionally liquid currency. So the size of the UK economy is still relatively large. UK government bonds, guilds are extremely popular as safe haven assets. So there is a lot of trade. There are lots of people who need to buy and sell sterling. That means that it's still a very highly traded currency. The problem is really that even those analysts that have a positive view on the UK economy are struggling with positive sterling bets because at the moment, everything in currency markets seems to be driven by risk sentiment. That means that drives the dollar. And so with any additional uncertainty, such as sterling has because of Brexit, it just makes it less likely that uh, you're going to brave this new world and, and put in a positive bet on a currency. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.